Hey, this is Dawn, and you are listening to This Little Light. I had said in the last episode, at the very end, that this episode was going to revolve around Christmas. We are just a few days away, and I wanted to go kind of a different route. With this episode, it isn't going to be your your typical expose the lie and then point it to the word. This is more of why I feel the way that I do about Christmas. If you know me personally, you know that this time of year is my favorite. I love Christmas. I love everything that revolves around it. I love the songs. I love just the holly dolly of Christmas. It is my favorite time of year. Obviously, I love it for the reason of Christmas, why we celebrate Christmas, you know? But it has not always been that way. And I want to share a little bit of my story with you so that we can see Christmas from a different perspective. So, like I said, I hope you got some Christmas party pants on because that's where we're going tonight. And I do want to read a little bit. I am going to be reading in, of course, Isaiah. We're going to start in Isaiah 9. And we're going to start in verse 1. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you, as people rejoice at the harvest, and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery, and lift the burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will rest upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Just your standard, everybody, minus Linus from Charlie Brown. Everybody knows that little passage of scripture. But you can hear that a thousand times, but until you really fully grasp all that it says, it's just another passage of scripture in the Bible. Yes, it is a prophecy and it leads into it, but until you really encounter Jesus for real and you have that moment, it's just another passage, right? Well, as a kid, I loved Christmas. It was my favorite. Like I'm talking, my cousins, we would all get gifts that kind of went together. Like one year I got a little washer and dryer set thing. It was a Fisher Price 
washer and dryer and then she got the kitchen set and we would drag those two places between our houses and play with those all year long and then there was one year we all got bikes and I got a Barbie car and she got a Jeep so that was like Christmas was a huge time for us everybody got together all the family was together it was a really good time and a lot of my most favorite memories come from Christmas as I got older and my dad had passed away things had started to change and I wasn't I mean Christmas was just another day it was a time when I was out of school and it's just different when you don't have those people around that you've celebrated this holiday with your whole life but the Christmas that I was 19 it hit me then that Christmas was never going to be the same for me um I spent Christmas alone that year like completely alone I'm talking no gifts no family and I was just heartbroken completely miserable and I remember thinking that this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life like what what am I going to do I was so sad and I don't know if you've ever talked or ever been a part like of a grief cycle but grief hits you in the strangest ways at the strangest times I mean my dad had been gone for years at that point like four years and I'm still like I had I didn't hadn't even dealt with it my mom my goodness had been gone for let's see 10 years at almost 10 years so it was like what what am I going to do I have no one and further along you know I end up getting married um and I have my son and his due date was originally Christmas Day but when I was married to his dad I had found family again and they had took me in and it was just I had those holidays again I had people to celebrate with and we ended up getting divorced right before Christmas <laughs> when um, my son was almost two no he had just turned two and Christmas went right back it got worse after that another like grief experience adding to the grief that I was already experiencing but being I wasn't like I've said before I wasn't a single mom because he paid half the bills and stuff but just trying to navigate the, the holiday season with my son's birthday and then being alone and allowing my son to spend all these holidays with his dad because I really had no one so it was just I was back in this cycle of hurt and pain and brokenness and each time something happened it would always get worse and I got to a point where I hated Christmas everything about it was awful like I would start dreading Christmas probably around like right after October-ish like because I knew what was coming it was hard on top of the already hard things in my life you know the bills the daycare situation and just life in general the loneliness that came with Christmas I hated it oh I hated it <clears throat> and it wasn't until I was I met my my husband now and that's when things started changing 
we had a fa- I had a family unit again, and that first Christmas together with him, it was like, wow, okay, okay, we can do this. This isn't so bad. Now, don't don't get me wrong, we were still extremely poor, and it was money was hard, and doing birthday and Christmas with with what we had together wasn't much better, but <laughs> it was a little bit better for. My son, he was, he was still a tiny guy. He was five, so he didn't know. He was just so happy. And being, he had another family too. We added another family unit for him to experience holidays and birthdays and things with. But I remember still that kind of like, this is better, but there has to be more. Like, I still have all these issues and things that I'm dealing with there has to be something more and it wasn't until we um were in the throes of (laughs) the whole infertility situation that I finally gave my life back to Jesus and that Christmas after that that and Resurrection Sunday oh my gosh it was like my eyes were opened because I was finally allowing the Lord to heal that brokenness and heal the hurt and the pain that I had been dealing with for so long that I could see Christmas from a whole new perspective. It wasn't just about presents and just being with other people. It was about Him and what He came to do. Like, who Jesus was born and died for because Jesus was born to die but it was for people like me I mean obviously you too (laughs) but those people who were just at the end of their rope completely broken and just so sad that whether Christmas They knew them or not, knew Jesus or not, that, you know, Christmas didn't have to be this, oh, it's just Santa Claus and elves and snowmen and kind of situation. No, we were, we are literally celebrating the birth of Jesus and who he, who he was and who he is and what that birth did for people like me and you, that we could rejoice and celebrate and all that he came to accomplish whether it was in December or September or summer whenever it may have truly happened this is the one time of year where the hope of Christ can go and just be spread and that people can encounter him in a way that they've never encountered him before and let all that he is and all that he does and all that he wants to do just be told to them and be come alive I guess to them so I'll never forget just sitting there that first Christmas after I was in church and I was like oh my gosh this is it and when you hear when Mary when the angel comes to Mary and her response to him her yes in that moment just completely 
wrecks me when I'm hearing we've I've heard this this story the story of Jesus and how Mary came to be like how all of that happened I've heard it a thousand times but it wasn't until that year where I was like she's it there was a reason obviously why God chose Mary but that's it like whatever whatever comes my way whatever you have for me God yes this is it I'm your servant and this is all I want. And Joseph, Joseph just willingly, like I'm sure, I'm sure Joseph had some serious like questions and things that he need to work out. But after he had his dream and things changed within him, these were the people responsible for raising Jesus, you know, like, huh, it's all just so unreal to me. But real, so very real at the same time. Because I've encountered the love of Jesus and all that he is. And it changed everything about my life. It changed how I became, who I became as a person, as a wife, as a mother, and as a friend, as a, a servant. Like, it's so much. And it's all from who he was and who he is to me and allowing him to love me and the hope that he is and the person that he was that he is it's just so real so very real and I know that like I said this isn't a normal Christmas story and for anyone else but there's so many people right now in the world that are so broken the world is such a dark place right now and this year in particular Christmas might be really hard for a lot of people we're coming out of you know COVID and how many people have lost their lives and lost loved ones in the past two years like Christmases are going to look different all over for a lot of people but there is hope there is the hope of Christ in this season and if there's anything that we can be to people it's that we can point them to the cross because if it wasn't I mean it's not just another holiday we are we literally have the opportunity at this time of year to go and show people Jesus and point them to the best thing that they will ever encounter so I'm encouraging you in this season don't just get so wrapped up in the busyness of it and all that it is but take the Christmas story to heart take what Mary the Psalm of Mary and I'm going to end with that um, the Psalm of Mary let we're going to read that in just a second but take that to heart rejoice in that Take those words that she has to say and live those out for those around us. We are called to be salt and light because we know the light and the hope of the world. He was born to die for us. The sacrifice that he made for us on the cross is just to redeem and restore relationship back to the Father. That's what this season is about. It's just as much about the manger or as it is the cross. Like it all ties in together. Without the manger, there could never be a cross. Without Mary's yes, he would have used someone else. But it would have looked completely different. 
so guys that's i'm gonna wrap up with mary's song but that's that's all i have for this that's all i have i just wanted to share with you a little tidbit of my heart for this season i mean chris i love christmas oh gosh i love it so much but it's not always been that way it was only until i countered a real jesus that my life completely changed and we get to celebrate that in just a few days there's one time in the whole year where people are willing to accept this message and if there's anything in the world that we can do on Christmas Day is point someone to him Yes, we can love our family well and we can do all of that, but make sure that our lives are so wrapped up in Him that we can be like Him to others. Alright, and if you go over to Luke 1, and we're going to start in verse 46. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord! How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior! For He took notice of His lowly servant girl, And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and He has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear Him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he has made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. And Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. Guys, let's take notice of him this season. Let's let the message, the hope of Christ shine in all that we are. I'm praying that you guys have the most amazing Christmas that it is a Christmas to remember forever and ever and that you are surrounded by people that love you and care about you and if you can't be surrounded by those that love and care about you that you can be those people to someone else who desperately needs it in this season